welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hey there, ladies. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm super excited to be here with you. As always, we are mid-January, which is crazy, like mid-end of January. So super exciting. (laughs) I always am like, all right, we're cruising right along through winter. This is exciting. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about, you know, you clicked on it, five ways to care for yourself as a busy mom. And I hope that these apply as always, I'm just coming up with ideas, especially when we're not in the exact health and fitness realm. I'm obviously no expert in motherhood or, you know, when I deviate a little bit from the usual like strength training and nutrition kind of podcast. But my hope is always that I can share what works for me, what has helped me, and that maybe you can apply just even one or two of these things. So I have five today, maybe one is something that you're going to find helpful or, you know, anything like that. If you do, I would love if you'd take a second to rate and review the podcast. That would be super appreciated. Um, And I do want to say too, before I hop in, I have, I think, two episodes for sure. One about self-care, ways to take care of yourself kinds of things. And that I would encourage you to go back and listen to if you haven't yet, if you're a newer listener, because that's where I lay the foundation of really like what I think self-care is in the mental, spiritual, physical health. Um, And I'm not going into those today. So things like moving your body every day, getting enough water. Those are like very basic self-care things that I know it's, there's a million reels and memes and things about like taking a shower by yourself is not a break. Going grocery shopping is not a break. I'm not here to argue about what's, you know, good alone time or self-care or whatever. But I think the very basic before you look at bubble baths and pedicures and things like that, which can all be great, the very basic definitions of self-care is literally taking care of yourself. And for me, those are pillars like prayer and exercise and things like that, literally taking care of your mental and physical state. So 
going forward from that today, um, just wanted to give you that resource. If you haven't listened to that, that is, you know, because you might listen to this and think, well, she didn't even talk about this, this, and this. Yes, I did. Just not today. <laughs> so oop, I swung my microphone away. All right. So today's tips. Number one, I still had to put it in there, though, is to pray every day. This is a great way to make sure you are caring for yourself as a busy mom. And a tip here is to just divvy it into smaller chunks if you need to, or be okay with the fact that maybe it's five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day. It is crazy to me that I have definitely gone through seasons where I remember like not praying the whole day, like except for maybe prayers before meals um, or just praying as a family before bed, like our father, Hail Mary, glory be, or something like that. And thinking like, wow, I have not prayed any other time today. And I am not here to then say like, no, I've evolved so far. If you're there, I get it. I've definitely done that sometimes. But I remember what really changed that for me was in confession. I was talking to the priest about it. And I said, you know, I really have been extremely like negligent, lazy, whatever you want to call it in my prayer life. I have not been praying. And, you know, I'm just so busy. And he said, he's like, if you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. I was like, that is so true. Cause what the heck else am I doing? You know, other things can be cut out and I am showering at some point. I am eating at some point, I'm making sure these other basic things are being done, but I'm not making sure this very basic fundamental need is met for like my soul, which is going to last forever. And a lot of these things also, one of my tips on here contradicts this, but you know, um, you, you can pray while you do some of these things. When you're in the shower, you can pray. If you have a little baby you're nursing, that is a great time to be praying, not just, you know, flipping through your phone, things like that. So find what time is best for you, what works for you. But I know for me, I do tend to be an all or nothing person. And in the seasons when I can't have like a half hour of uninterrupted prayer, or I can't go physically to adoration or things like that, it's easy for me to just drop it off. And that's where I've been before. And just encouraging you that when somebody, I don't remember who it was, encouraged me to just break it into five minute chunks, that just was really helpful. Cause I was like, oh, okay, I can't right now get seem to get up a half hour before my kids, but I can pray for five minutes before they're up. And then five minutes one after I put them down for nap, or then five minutes wherever, you know, pockets. And not like you can't pray when your kids are up, but it's obviously a little bit different. All right, number two is to pack your meals like you are leaving for the day. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this are already working outside the home and you pro- and you'd have to do this, you know, or you have to buy lunch or something like that. So this is a little bit more, I guess, for the stay-at-home mom who doesn't usually do this. I think a great way to make sure you are caring for yourself and your nutrition and making sure your caloric needs are met which is super important because think about how much that affects everything else. If you have skipped lunch, we've all been there. I'm still there sometimes. And you've skipped lunch. Now it's like 2.30. You're hangry. You're starting to get a headache. You're like, maybe I should make another coffee or grab another coffee. No, you need some food. You need fuel. And now you're short-tempered. Like there's a whole chain reaction that happens. You know, it's easier to get angry more quickly to be short tempered when you're not taking care of yourself, when you don't, um, when you have a hunger headache, those kinds of things. So something that's helped me, I will say, I don't do this all the time. And I go through seasons of doing it, not doing it. And 
right now I'm recording this before our fourth baby joins us. And I do plan to do this as soon as my husband goes back to work. Like when he is home for a couple weeks, I um, will not worry about this because, you know, that's when you can kind of hand off baby. He can make lunch, all the things. And he's super helpful in that way. So that'll be great. I just joked the other day. I was like, I can't wait till you're home and can make me breakfast sandwiches every day because he's wonderful about that when he, um, you know, it's baby time, things like that. But when he goes back to work, I know that's going to be a season where if I don't have something already kind of really done for me for lunch that day, it's going to feel like too much to get food for the three kids, be nursing the baby and grab my own lunch. And I know I'm going to push it to the side and it's going to be even more important than when I'm breastfeeding. So uh, right now what I've been doing is just like always having something at the ready. A lot of times it is leftovers from the night before. I've been on a huge soup kick. So I've been making a big soup on Sunday or Monday. And I've been eating that for my lunches this like entire third trimester of pregnancy. <laughs> so this week I had this delicious, I just make them up too. So I didn't have a recipe for this. Most of the time I just make it up. But this was like um, I threw in pre-made gnocchi or gnocchi, however you want to say it, uh, with rotisserie chicken. It was super easy because I just wanted to use up stuff that I had and it was really good. And I ate it literally Monday through Thursday for lunches. So that fine. OK, I can reheat it. But a lot of times what I will do is just have staples in there like um, taco meat or grilled chicken or something like that. And then the day of I'm still at lunchtime needing to throw it together in a wrapper in a salad. And sometimes that step is even too much. So assess kind of what season you're in. But especially if you find yourself skipping meals all the time, because I know the last time I was really doing this, it was when I was pretty fresh with baby number three. That's when it felt really overwhelming. I decided to just start packing my lunch when I packed my husband's. So every night I pack my husband's lunch for the next day. Right now, I prep my overnight oats for the morning as well. So those two things I've paired together because otherwise I kept forgetting to do my own oats. And I was like, this is silly. I already pack his lunch. So at night, it's now just a routine. I pack his lunch. I pack my, I prep my overnight oats for the morning. And then I will pack my own lunch as well, like I'm leaving for the day so that everything's ready to go. Removing obstacles. I think this is a concept from James Clear in the book Atomic Habits. Removing obstacles is like as important as it's an important way to set yourself up for success because we just look at, oh, how can I, you know, get it done? You got to remove the obstacles to get there. All right. Last couple here. Number three is to touch a hobby every day, even for five minutes. This is an idea that I heard from uh, what is her name? Rachel. Why can I not think of her last name? Mm, she's an author and I've talked about her before. She has a podcast called What Have You with her sister. And I've read a couple books by her. I don't remember her last name, but her first name is Rachel. <laughs> and again, it's What Have You podcast. But she mentioned when she had little kids and she's a mom of seven or eight. And when they were like, she had like five real littles. There were twins in there as well. I think the second kid was a set of twins or second third, maybe, I don't know, in the lineup. Either way, she mentioned this idea of to keep her hobbies going, to keep her mind stimulated. She would just try to just touch something every day. Like if it was, um, obviously you need to have something that is safe to do around kids. If you're going to do this when your kids are up, but she was talking about things like, uh, quilting or knitting or 
sewing or something like that, that she would just try to, she would just keep in like a basket and try to just touch it every day. So this is totally seasonal for me. Um, in the summer, this is when I like to garden and things like that. And that's really easy for me to do because we're outside so much that I, I it's easy for me to do that. In the winter, it's a little harder and I have to be more intentional about it. So for me, like I mentioned the seasons because specifically I knit and sew and things more in the winter. I almost never knit in the summer because we are just outside so much and we're doing out, you know, the activities are just different. So in the winter, I keep a little basket as well. And I've tried to employ this of just touching it every day. So some days I literally knit one row, but I've at least made contact with it. It gives me um, the reminder to sit and take a break as well, which I'll talk about even a little more in the next couple tips, but uh, touch a hobby every day, hand lettering, Sudoku puzzles. Those are all things that I do with the kids around. Uh, a lot of times I will just take out a Sudoku while they're playing and, you know, sit and I actually did this the other day and I definitely never finished the puzzle thinking about it. now. <laughs> it does bother me when I can't finish it, but you've got to be able to do something where you can just leave it in between. All right. So touch a hobby every day. Number four is to stop multitasking where you can. Now I know so many of us have to, like there's some real needs that need to be met, real interruptions that happen it's very easy to say, oh yeah, just, you know, do the dishes and totally do them because like you're doing the dishes, but then you have to go discipline a child and then the baby needs to eat or whatever, all different things in different phases of life. But where you can try to focus on just one task or maybe even like eradicate the distractions that you're adding to it so that you can focus on one task and you will feel so much more peaceful so much more calm. I have noticed this in myself and probably a lot, everyone probably listening can raise their hands and agree that you have seen a change in yourself. I at least have where I used to be able to just say, do the dinner dishes and do them all and be done or do a load of laundry, like fold a little laundry, fold it and be done. This might be more a personality thing, but I really think it's motherhood that did it to me is that I cannot seem to focus on one task and do it to its completion then, even if other people aren't the ones prompting it. So for example, I will start the dinner dishes. Then I'll remember like, oh yeah, I also need to pack lunches. So I'll do a little bit of the dishes and then I'll get out, start getting out supplies to pack lunches. Then I'll move over here to this thing and then I'll go back to it. And I have started four different tasks and then I just kind of go in a round robin little circuit here and complete them where it's, that's not how our brain wants to operate. It's not best for us. That's how we feel frenzied. That's how we make mistakes. It's better to complete the task and move on. But another one that I, and I do think that that part of that, like I said, I just blamed it all on motherhood. I think really it's from getting interrupted and then having to go on to something else or trying to do a million things at once because you are driving and answering questions and passing back snacks and all of that. But where we can help it, where we can be intentional about it, I feel much more peaceful and calm when I'm not doing that. Even another example is I am a, usually a huge fan of, you know, maximizing your time and like well welcome slash healthy distractions, like listening to a good podcast. So I'll be the first one to throw on a podcast when I'm folding laundry. I've said that on here before, like, hi, welcome. If you're folding laundry, like you're in good company, that kind of thing. And I mean it. However, sometimes I just realize like this is too much, even for me where 
maybe something like folding laundry, fine. But there are times when I have noise on, I have a podcast on, I'm in the shower, listening to a podcast and doing this, where if I just tune it out, like stop the, the chaos, like I am making more chaos, I get more done. I feel more peaceful. So my, that's just my advice too, is where you can stop multitasking. If you're doing the thing like me of switching tests, switching tests, and you don't have to be, try to catch yourself in it. Focus on the one thing you're doing and you will feel more calm. And this goes with the ages of your kids too, because as my kids have gotten a little older, they're six, four, two, and baby, baby's not here yet. Time for recording this. And I know when they were like, I don't know, four, two and baby, it was very hard to be like, okay, wait, mom needs to. But now even at these little bit, you know, aged up things, it's mom's doing this right now. I will look at that after, you know, well, mom's job right now is to do the breakfast dishes. So I can help you with that when I'm done. Things like that. It's, um, I also, I think it's good for them too, to realize like you're not, you can't just always drop everything and run to what they need. Obviously there's emergency times, things like that, but that's been helpful too, because I would just feel frenzied. And I realized like I was allowing the frenzy. You are running the ship at the end of the day. So you can, you know, designate how it goes. You can set the pace. There have been times I realized my shoulders are up to my ears and I'm all hyped up because I'm letting, you know, them dictate the pace of the day. And that's not going to be good for anybody. So you got to take a deep breath, get your shoulders away from your ears and realize, you know, they can wait explaining things like that. Again, ages of children matters here. All right. The very last one is to take real breaks. Real breaks is the caveat here, not social media breaks. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen, and I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast, that I take my union breaks. Oh, I did talk about it in the uh, what our homeschool day looks like. So I just jokingly call these union breaks and I will just say it to my kids when I sit down. It's typically uh, it's typically lunchtime, like right after lunchtime. So right now the flow without the baby in the mix is has mostly been I get out lunch for all of them. And then while I'm prepping my lunch, which is literally just reheating up my soup. Usually I will, um, I'm in the kitchen. I'm with them. I'm usually like doing dishes, trying to get everything done for before nap time because I don't clean during nap time. I usually do do some healthy Catholic moms work during nap or quiet time. So I'm in the kitchen with them when they eat, but I'm typically not sitting down with them when I eat. If I do, then I take my union break is me having like coffee or something like an hour after this. So it's usually either me eating my lunch and reading a book or me having coffee or something like an hour after that, depending on if I eat with them or not. So I do take this like 10, 10 to 20 minute break every day. Um, and I will just yell out union break. And then if they come ask me for something I'm like, oh, it's mom's union break. Like you're going to have to wait. <laughs> you know, And they, and they know, uh, but I have been intentional about taking other times, especially in this last trimester of pregnancy, which I've never truly guys, this might sound like, yes, you should do this anyways, but I've never really done this before. So maybe I've just been bad at caring for myself as well. But, um, things like the other day uh, we were cleaning and doing a million things and we had been go, go, go all day. I'd been on my feet from like 5am. It was one o'clock in the afternoon. I literally had eaten lunch standing up when I was over at the counter. And then I put the two-year-old for a nap and told the older two, like, all right, like you can start quiet time, play Legos, do whatever. And I, it was sheet day too. So I went to go make our bed 
And as I'm about to make the bed, I'm like, okay, after I make the bed, I'm going to sit, I'm going to eat lunch or I'm going to have coffee because I had already had lunch, but I'm going to take my little union break and I'm going to check in with my to-do list for today, like that kind of stuff. But I'm just going to sit. And I started putting the bottom sheet on and I just stopped and walked out and went and sat down in the kitchen chair and got on my to-do list. And like, I know I hadn't taken my break yet, but I did that a similar day. It was two or three days before that where I realized like, okay, I've been running around like a maniac all day. And then I felt it was a, the, as soon as I put the toddler down again, like now I got to go. I'm like, nope, now I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take out my knitting for a second and I'm going to take 20, like just taking these breaks, especially when there's things to still be done, because so, a lot of things are not emergencies. If I don't have all the dishes done by the time it's dinner and my husband's home and stuff, that's not ideal. I like to cook in a kitchen that doesn't have a sink full of dishes, but it's not the end of the world. So for him to walk in to a frazzled wife who is like stressed out, hasn't had a moment to sit down for the whole day. And, but there's, you know, the house is immaculate and the sink's clear of dishes. He would much less prefer that to walking into a calm, joyful wife who has had a moment to collect herself, to take breaks, to take care of herself. And there's some dishes in the sink, like literally 10 times out of 10, he would tell me that he would prefer the second one, the calm, peaceful wife. So that goes, think about that wherever it is. Like if it's going to be you stressed out, running around, yelling at people, feeling exhausted, like you can't take a minute to take a break, but there's something homemade to bring to this event or, but there's, you know, your house is spotless or, but there's this like totally home cooked meal. It would be better to serve frozen pizza on paper plates with a smile you know, than to be a maniac. (laughs) Okay. So I really have been leaning into that because I totally tend to be the maniac side of, no, I need to do it all. I need to have it perfect. I want it to look this way, but it can be at the expense of my attitude of my family's peace of like my mental health, everything. And then you're the mom, you're the heart of the home. It affects everybody else. So take some breaks. It's going to be okay, but don't, make them social media breaks. We never feel rested after that. A lot of times I know it's like, I'm going to sneak away and just flick through Instagram for a couple minutes. It just doesn't hit the same guys. It just really doesn't. So that's why I encourage you to do things like touch a hobby, pick up a book. That's why my union break, I'm usually reading a book. I have way decreased social time. And that's probably a huge, a huge part of why I'm feeling more calm and peaceful in our days. All right. So I hope that is helpful. I hope you can take and apply some of these and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We are looking at next episode talking about home gym supplies, what you need, what I believe are essentials, what are some fun extras, how to grow it and build it on the cheap. And I'm super excited for that as well. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you then. 